Hi there, welcome back to Kentucky History and Haunts. I'm your host, Jesse Bartholomew. And if you all remember, I did an episode back in June about the Anderson Hotel. And if you missed it, it's called Ghost Bites at the Anderson Hotel. And you might want to re-listen to that one first before checking out today's episode, okay? Because I got a Facebook message last week from Jeff Waldrich, who I mentioned several times in the original episode. And he told me he was back in charge of the hotel, and he'd be open to talking more about it with me. He said the internet got so much of the story wrong, and he wanted to set the record straight. So strap in for the real story of the Anderson Hotel, and an interview with the man who probably knows more about the Anderson than anyone else alive today. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Anderson Hotel sits on Main Street in Lawrenceburg. The downtown area is just a few short blocks long, and it's a quiet place. The hotel blends right in. The only thing that stands out about it is the green sign that's been there a long time that says hotel in big letters. The hotel was on the second floor, and it sits in a state of abandon, the way it's been for decades. The only evidence of live human activity is what's left over from the couple of recent years when it was used as a haunted house before COVID. There's fake blood sprayed on walls and furniture, but a lot of that furniture is original. It looks like the people that lived there or stayed there just got up and left one day and never came back. There are still books on dressers and paintings on the walls. Uh, The place also doesn't get much light. It's surrounded by other buildings on both sides, and all the lights were off while I was there. First, Jeff and his wife Regan took me to the Burning Man room. They don't know who exactly the Burning Man is, but multiple people have seen him. This is the uh, notorious Burning Man room. And do you, you know? Uh, do you know who the Burning Man is? No, and I'll tell okay. you, there's. I really can't track him back to any history, other than there was a hotel that sat here in 1887, in up above other buildings, and those burnt. So now I do know that there was a mortuary beside, as a part of that land plot oh, on wow. the bottom floor. Okay. So I'm not so sure if he was a living person that burnt or if he was a dead person that burnt. Gotcha. Um, I've never had any records or anything like that of anybody dying from fire here. Uh, just or having even the, that fire. Just having the mortuary so close by right. makes a lot of sense, though. Uh, but it was literally this plot of land. I just went back and started looking at that this week, and I was able to kind of figure that out. Okay. So um, there was an old mortuary. And I'm, you're talking like 1800s. Wow. Late 1800s mortuary was next door in, in this plot of land. So portions of it on that side of the building would have been that. But uh, this room is notorious for shadow people. Um, I mean, footsteps. You don't get a lot of EVP in this room. It's more uh, 
a lot of personal experience, I guess, in here. Uh, Nick's cameraman was attacked right here okay. on the paranormal lockdown episode. This is where that happened. Bitten. Yep, bit uh, right here. I mean, literally right in the middle of the room. Okay, I'm just gonna step on. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you see the episode, he's kind of turned this way. Yeah. With the camera, he turns back this way, and then he's attacked, and then that's kind of what happens. But they were in this room. Hmm. Um, this room stays dark pretty much all the time because yeah. I mean, there's no there's no natural light, so. Um, I always called this room the red carpet room. I never called it anything, you know, fancy like the Burning Man room. Mm -hmm. The reason that it got its name was uh, there was a guy that lived here in the 80s in this room. And this next room, they had kind of partial apartments. Mm -hmm. And he said that when he was in this room asleep, he woke up one night and there was a man burnt from the waist up staring at him. So, oh, my God. This is the only room I can track paranormal activity to back you know when it was open for business such a strange layout a shower just in between yeah, the so what, kitchen and the bedroom here, what you're looking at here is uh see all the little breezeways here above the doors yeah that's how you identify your 26 original rooms okay so each room on this side of the hotel shared a shower so that's why you had those little in-betweens on each side. So this would have been its own hotel room, and then the shower would have been shared with the other room. Okay. So it was converted into a kitchen right. later. Yeah. Okay. They, they kind of tried to make it a little more uh, apartment-like yes. uh, in the 70s and 80s. Next, we went to the drunks room, which had some groovy green shag carpeting and a leak in the ceiling. Called the drunks room. The drunks room. Yeah, um, he. Uh, <laughs> these bottles have been in there since we've been coming up here, since I have in about 2015. Okay. Um, these were always there, and these is uh, in this room. I always get recordings, you know, about alcohol and stuff like that. So, we have a leak. Yeah, we had a water leak. They just patched it today, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, now, this room in here. Ooh, this carpet. Yeah, it's uh, nice and stylish, 70s. Right? Yeah. Um, the room that you, the closet here, a man hung himself in 1978 okay. in this closet. Um, it was a really bad blizzard in 1978. Uh -huh. And. Uh, the coroner's assistant said that when they got the death call, they came up here. He had been in the closet for quite a little bit. They opened the door and he was hanging there. Oh. And um, he didn't have shoes on or anything. And he said all he could really remember was how hard it was to get the gurney up and down the stairs. And it was so snow, you know, so much snow. It shut down so much stuff back then. It was like one of the big snows in that era. Now in this room, um, he doesn't care much for women in this room. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. a lot of times investigators have been touched, have their hair played with, EVPs come through that are very un unpleasant. Hmm. <coughs> but uh, this hallway, footsteps and all kinds of things like that. Apparitions. Apparitions in this hallway. Yeah, this okay. hallway's pretty uh, pretty active hallway. Of course, you got to think about it. There's so many people that. Went up and down this hallway over the years. It was open for business, I mean, since 1935 all the way to the late 80s. So um, there was people living here. 
Then they showed me the first bloody mattress, the separate men's and women's rooms, the original lobby, and the manager's quarters, where both Jeff and his wife, along with plenty of other people, have seen the apparition of a long-haired man just staring off into the wall or the floor. And this is the original lobby, which has kind of been changed by the haunted house. I'm working on getting that kind of fixed back where it needs to be. But this would have all been open. So this wall would not have been here behind us. Mm -hmm. This would have all been open. There was a TV that they would watch. Uh, the residents and things could come out and watch TV if they didn't have a television in the room. And uh, that's the original vacancy sign back there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we, I found that in uh, one of these closets here. Oh, those big doors. Yeah, it's uh, everything. Now, here's what you got to look at. This is an original door. This has not been changed at all. Uh -huh. uh, they painted a lot of the other doors. But the original hotel had all of this woodwork. Yeah. So it's just, and why they would paint that, I have no, no clue. No, you shouldn't. But it's I mean, it's, it's all of the, under the paint is, that's what it looks like. Okay. So that's, I mean, they, they really built it in the 30s to be kind of a, you know, a real nice place. Yeah. And then it didn't work out that way because... Um, they built it during Prohibition, and I think they did it to kind of get a jump on the business. Mm -hmm. Well, the business never came back after Prohibition, so the distillery business, we only had about two distilleries, two or three, when it came back, which Wild Turkey and Four Roses are still here, Right. but uh, we never did have what we did before. Well, this is a little creepy. Yeah, this was uh, <laughs> for the haunted house. They okay. had a little doll room. Now, yeah. The chest is original. Cool. Oh, that's cool. It's been cool. up here for a long time. There's some uh, travel tags and stuff under the date back to like the 40s. Oh, that's cool. So that's an old steamer trunk that's still up here. Um, you know, just there, you can see like little pieces of people's lives that were just left up here. Like yeah. the picture was left. These books were left. I mean, there's certain parts that were just left up here. Uh, the doll was added by the haunted <laughs> house. That's not original. But the apartment one door is. This was apartment number oh, one. Oh, okay. And at one time, this was the manager's apartment. Yeah, because it's pretty big. Right. So what, what they did was after business had fell off downstairs where the lobby used to be, they moved the lobby up here. And the front desk used to sit right here. Mm -hmm. um, so the apartment one was where the manager would be. That way if he heard... They had a bell downstairs that no longer exists, but when somebody would open that front door, it would ring a bell up here. Uh, the bell's still in that closet, but it's not connected. Okay. And then that way the manager would know, hey, somebody's coming upstairs, yeah. and they could kind of look out to see if it was somebody that wanted to rent a room or whatever the case was. But this is original. That's this cool. Is, this is one of the original ones. And then it was changed later. Um, You'll see our other aspects of the haunted house as we kind of go through here. Uh -huh. uh, this is the... One of the original writing desks. There's cool. several throughout the building. Um, that's one thing that was mentioned in that old article is how they would have like a writing room with like writing desks and things like that. And in there, I've seen him. Uh, Regan's seen him. And he's always staring kind of either at the floor or the wall. But he's always in the middle of the room. And he's got long hair. Kind of reminds you like, um, maybe like a, what, maybe like somebody was into grunge music or something, like, 
just kind of has long hair, and when I saw him, he kind of had on like a, like, a, like a, one of those like shirts that he you would unbutton, like a flannel shirt mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I seen him right here. He was looking at the floor when I saw him, and then he was gone. You think he's the the manager that lived no, in this? No, I think he's some uh, for whatever reason, some uh, like early twenties boy. Okay, that's here. No clue why. Okay. Uh, don't know why he would be here, but. Several people have saw him in here. Hmm. Um, when I saw him in here, this room was full of junk. This was like the junk room. Um, when you saw him, it was cleaned out, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, and you and he was staring at the wall when you seen him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's only there for just a little bit. And he's he's not aggressive. No, he's almost like a residual. Like he don't really interact. He's just there, and then he's gone. So it is. It's that side really that's aggressive. Yeah, well, there's a couple things in the hotel that uh, roam the place, and they're a little more aggressive. I'm not sure what bites people. Um, one of the attacks happened here. Oh, okay. Um, there's been three people that have been bitten. Um, Nick's cameraman on that side in the Burning Man room. Uh, Greg Newkirk um, was here. He got bitten in this area. Somebody got bit on the foot. Yes, and that was another investigator that was in that hallway over there. Okay. So it's just like... All over the place. Oh, wow. Um, I will tell you that there are some, and you all, when you all were doing the haunted house, they seen a lady back here. Tell her a little bit about the lady because I, I never experienced that. We thought it was somebody who was working in the haunted house, and we somebody had chased her down the stairs, and she just disappeared in a black dress. Yeah, I mean, she, she was soft. It wasn't even anybody. It was just going down the stairs, and all you could see was the back part of the the figure. Could you tell, like, what era she may have been from? That's that's what fascinates me about this place is they're from all different time that's periods. That's the strange part, and we'll get into that when we sit down. But when they seen her, and, and whenever Troy told me first, and then she told me more about it, I was like, I've never seen that. Uh, and But the thing is, I never used those back rooms a lot. Because there was junk down that back stairwell mm-hmm. that they cleaned out. And then there was a horrible smell of a furnace back there because the exhaust, and I never used it much, but they used all of that because they were able to. So uh, definitely for whatever reason, there's there's a, a lady uh, that, that would go down the back stairs. I mean, she'd pretty much do the same thing every time, wouldn't she? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, it's it's strange. But, I mean, it's, it's very weird. It's... And these apartments, really nothing that, um, you know. So really, the hallways are pretty active, and like the public yeah, the hallways, public spaces. You hear footsteps all the time. I mean, footsteps are common. I also got to see the infamous suicide mattress, the one I told you all about in the first episode. It sits in a yellow room against this sweet old white built-in headboard with shelving. It almost feels like a kid's room. And I have to admit, the room does have a really sad energy about it. I could feel it even in the short amount of time I spent in there. Um, When I first started to (coughs) investigate the place, what I would do is... um, I'll just back up all the way. I always wanted to kind of get in here. I would slide letters under the front door when the previous owner had the place. Like, hey, if you're interested, let me, you know, 
call me or whatever. Never heard anything. Mm. Uh, Jackson and Betsy, which operate Heavens to Betsy downstairs, when they bought the place, Betsy said, hey, you need to come down and check it out. It's really big. It sounds like great. I've always wanted to. So kind of looked through the place. It had a lot more junk than it does now. The haunted house cleaned it a lot. That's one great thing that the haunted house did was they cleaned the building out and left some of the original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked her, I said, well, tell me, uh, had the previous owner tell you if there was any type of murders or any craziness that happened up there that he knows of? And he was very guarded about that because he was afraid that she wouldn't buy the building. So he said there were two men that hung themselves um, one in a closet. He said there was a lady that slit her wrist and bled out on a mattress in the late 80s. Girl in like her 20s. Mm. And uh, he said, but we threw that mattress away. He was very adamant that they had thrown that away. Well, I knew for a fact that there was a mattress still sitting out up here like it was to be slept in. And it was in this room. And so I told Betsy, I said, I don't think they threw that away. I think it's still there. So I used luminol, which is the chemical that detectives and things use to make blood stains glow. Mm -hmm. And I sprayed this mattress, and the big stain that you see here glowed. Then it's hard to see now because of the age and kind of where it's... There's a void right there, like a straight line void. Mm -hmm. And then this is blood. So it's almost like something would have been stretched out, laying I mean, that's so obviously in the shape of a person. definitely... It's almost like the blood would have pulled. So the head yeah. would have been here. It would have pulled underneath the person. Their arm would have been laying here, blood here, and then it runs off to the side. And there's actually some drops on the floor. Yeah. Um, but these are also original. And I'm, su- I'm surprised. Oh, wow. I'm surprised that they survived the haunted house. Uh, when we first came up here, there was a little shelf in this room over there by the wall. And these were stacked up on it. But you could see where the little... Uh, pinholes were where that somebody had put these on the wall, mm-hmm. so I put them back on the wall. Um, they survived the haunted house. You should so now frame, frame them. Well, I probably so will. They're starting safe. to get really fragile. Yeah. But these were in the room. Whenever. Wow. So somebody was really kind of, you know, just having some issues. Disturbed. Right. Yeah. Um, so we think this is the girl in her twenties. Yes. Okay. This is this is probably an. I'm going to say a 90% chance the mattress that the girl died on. Okay. Uh, just because I don't know 100%. But okay. uh, I will tell you that this room is uh, its really bad for folks because people have had nightmares in here after investigating. They've, uh, I mean, emotionally, they can't really deal with it. So it I leaves mean, with just, them? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it okay. just kind of, it's a very heavy room sure. uh, when people are investigating. Um, when they were doing the haunted house, they would have poltergeist activity in here. So, like, um, you had to, what, a knife flew off the bed in here? Mm-hmm. And, and then oh. the speaker fell in here. So, and we had never had anything. I think anything a lot of the reason that. why is because where people were reenacting her suicide, yeah. I think it made her mad. Upset her. Because yeah. I seen a figure walk by. Then I went to tell them, and they didn't believe me. And when we were all standing here, the speaker sitting on... I'm talking like a floor speaker. It was sitting on the shelf. It was so off. big, and it fell off to the point where didn't you all have to stop? And I like, had people jumping over the bar, yeah. and the knife, the plastic knife just slid off the bed. So the, one one thing that they did, and they, I asked them to do, is they covered it in plastic because I didn't want, you know, 
Yeah. Damage. Yeah. But I mean, there is some kind of some fake blood here and there. But I mean, one part of the hotel in the haunted house was like kind of like a recreation, right? Of the. And I think it made her mad. Yeah. Because then you you know when you have people coming through a haunted house, some people joke about it and some people were legit scared, and I think that irritated her to a point where, because it was like one or two o'clock in the morning when this happened. So I mean, it's a. Uh, this room is for her in here mm-hmm. uh, it's just really it's heavy I mean there's a definitely heaviness if you're investigating in here I've had people that kind of can't deal with it and they kind of have to go um, nightmares or just I've had people have plenty of dreams in here after it's happened mm-hmm. um, but this room is uh, it's a very interesting room but this frame has been here I, mean, I was just going to ask yeah, it's, it's, it's so sweet yeah so I mean what I tell people is you gotta think if whatever emotions that she was going through before she decided to take her life I mean these walls absorbed all of that so I mean this is all just a capsule of what she went through so you know it was very poor taste to recreate her death with the haunted house I get it Okay. It's a great gimmick. Right. I mean, I'm sure really people loved it. it but. And the people, I'm sure, were, were scared. But ghosts don't usually like that kind of thing. It's especially yeah. in her situation where she could be in turmoil here and she has to basically groundhog day her way through life and relive it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate. But this is this is it. It's This is... After that, we stopped in a few of the bathrooms, which have some of the original clawfoot tubs, and the hallways, where there's plenty of paranormal activity. Now this one is, uh, it also, some somebody has met their demise in here. Oh, okay. Um, when we sprayed this with luminol, it, it was blood all over it. Ooh. No clue what happened in here, but this is original. So okay. this is one of the original tubs. And then the third one is actually right, I've kind of got turned around here. Um, the third one is actually in this bathroom here, all the way back. You can kind of see it peeking out back there, but there's, there's three still left. Okay, there. yeah. And I'm sure the previous owner probably sold off the rest of them. Um, now there was a guy that hung himself here um, in this little hallway. Oh. Not real sure a lot of information about it, but the previous owner told us about it. Okay. Um, but this was the back entrance into the hotel. So now, this was like a public right. space? Right. Um, now, that. I will tell you that I think before um, the Civil Rights Movement, all that stuff, I think these were segregated rooms. Okay. I've yet to find much information about it, but they had their own entrance. Sure. They had their own bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, And they had their own hallway. So these were probably the ability to be segregated. Yeah. That's that's kind of the way I get there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now you'll hear more of our sit-down interview that we did after the tour. This is Jeff and his wife, Regan, talking about the history of the property, romance at the Anderson Hotel, the summoning tablet, a haunted clown, the history of Lawrenceburg and the distilleries, and more of the paranormal activity over the years. When I started doing research on the place, that was the hardest part was doing research on the place and good luck because I know listening to your former episode you couldn't find much because there's just not much out there I had to actually go and read the Anderson newspapers and go look through it that wasn't easy either and what I found was the buildings that sat on this lot they burnt um, somewhere around 1927 and they were it was a vacant lot for many years because they didn't mark the property boundaries so they had three different owners and the owners had to go to court and there was this whole long process to figure out where the property was once they figured that out certain people bought plots and you know it all kind of changed hands mm-hmm. then they built one story buildings below and then up above around 1933 they put the hotel so they built a second story and they put the hotel in the hotel opened um, well, it was completed around 34. It had a grand opening in 35. And it was originally called the Lloyd Hotel because that was named after the people that ran the place was okay. the Lloyd family. That would probably help doing research on that. <laughs> I didn't, You're still I didn't not know gonna that. Find it. You're, you still won't find it. Oh, wow. Uh, they had the place until around 1944, I believe. And then they... He was just leasing the building. He didn't actually own the hotel. He was just kind of running it. And he let the, the owner have it back, which the owner was out of town. They renamed the hotel to Hotel Anderson then, and then eventually became the Anderson Hotel. Um, what I can gather is there was a mortuary next door in one of those original buildings. And I just originally this week was looking at some of the maps and I was like, that's kind of strange. And I just saved old pictures and they were there. Um, now this mortuary dated back to the late 1800s and um, then the Central Hotel was around that time as well and it was set in the same footprint. The weird part about the Central Hotel is it had the same exact layout as this hotel did. Had a staircase that came up in the middle and two sides. It burnt. So it closed and burnt. Nobody knew that existed. They laid this hotel out the same exact way, which is kind of strange. Um, so business kind of fell off in around the 50s, late 50s. I found a, like a traveler book. It was in one of those closets. And you could stay here for $2 a day. And that would be the equivalent of a $30 room today. So they were just trying to get the rooms out. Yeah. Um, then around the 70s business it kind of just they were trying to reinvent the place get things going i'll tell you there's i have some original video like an old 
16 millimeter film of somebody driving down Main Street and you could see the old awning oh, in cool. one time before they closed it all and it was just tattered and blowing in the wind. So, I mean, if they didn't have a lot of money at that yeah. time. It wasn't making much. So, what was going on here. Like, well, the distillery business. Yeah. And then Prohibition killed that. Yeah. And so then after Prohibition, it came back slightly. They just thought, like, they thought, they it thought was gonna come back. this city was going to get bigger than it did, probably. Well, it, it was very, uh, if you look at any of these mansions as you're driving out through they're here. they're huge. They're, they're massive. They're huge. Those are all distillers' homes. Okay. That's why they all exist. They were all distillers' homes. Okay. The Rippy Mansion down here on the right, uh, he was basically the forefather of wild turkey. Okay. And uh, his distillery used to set where Wild Turkey is now. And so the distillery business made this town. Mm -hmm. uh, we had somewhere between 20 and 23, depending on when you researched before Prohibition. After that, none of that came back. We, were, we had Wild Turkey, we had Four Roses, and we had another one that they're rebuilding out here on 44. So they were stuck with this hotel. Yeah. And I think they really were trying to get a jump on business. Mm -hmm. So they were like, okay. We're going to try to get a jump on the business, and it never happened. So, we got to do what we got to do. Now, a lot of people ask the question, why don't they change the layout? Well, they can't change the layout because these walls are load-bearing walls. So, if you knock the wall down, the ceiling comes in on top of you. It's just the way that it was built. Mm -hmm. uh, the haunted house learned that. They were like, yep, you can't change anything up here. <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. So, that's why you see some of the walls, they just made holes in it for doorways and things. Um, so we kind of talked about the deaths and the suicides. Um, how many people have died in here that you know? Of? From what I can gather, now this is talking to former managers, former residents. I've got it to about fourteen deaths. Now okay. this is just the time period from the late '60s to the late '80s. That's it. There's a whole gap from the mid '30s to the '60s. No clue because nobody lives. Nobody's alive anymore from that era, so no clue. Um, I, I will tell you that other mattress, something happened there. Mm -hmm. The tub, something happened there. Um, there were other things that went on up here. I mean, I've got stories from some of the managers that um, one time this guy tried to hold two ladies at gunpoint on the other side because they were shower, uh, sharing showers. The manager took a piece of the bedpost and chased him off. Uh, the newspaper never covered this stuff. They just never did. It was this. This was seen as a flop house. That's the way my grandmother always kind of referred to it because I would ask questions about some of the buildings in town, and she just said that's, you know, that's just an old hotel where people live. Um, it was convenient for them downstairs um, where Betsy's place is. At one time, that was the Anderson Grill. So anybody that lived up here, they would pretty much go downstairs and have their lunch and dinner and breakfast. Mm -hmm. It's convenient. They didn't have to cook. They weren't allowed to cook in their rooms. It was not allowed. Um, I mean, everything happened up here. Prostitution, gambling. Um, people that were fresh out of mental hospitals, their family would get them a room here. People fresh out of prison, their family would get them a room here. It was cheap. So it was a way for them to have a residence. Were there other hotels around? No, not no. in this town yeah. that stayed open that long. Now, the one over here on Court Street that kind of runs parallel by the courthouse, there's another big hotel over there, but okay. it was not consistently open. Okay. This one was open all the way until the late 80s. Okay. Um, that one shut down from time to time, but it was the grander hotel because it was right by the old train depot. 
So okay. they would actually, I would say the hotel over there is probably the more famously historic one. Mm -hmm. If you could go back and research the records, because there was probably some notorious folks that kind of lived and stayed in that place. Hmm. This place, not so much. Uh, this place was kind of the uh, elderly and, and people that just did the best they could. I mean, I've got stories from, um, you know, child services, taking people's children up here. Uh, just alcoholism, suicides were just, and attempts were prevalent. Uh, a guy tried to hang himself out of one of the front rooms, uh, tried to tie a sheet around the bedpost, tried to hang <laughs> right. himself out the front. On Main Street. On Main Street. <laughs> and they brought him back in. Um, so there's a lot of stuff, but it was just the state of mind that some of the people that lived here were in. You know, it was just, you know, hard times. Um, <clears throat> now I'll tell you, when I started to investigate the place, um, that was the hardest part because in doing the ghost walk here in town, if the place ain't haunted, it does me no good. Okay, so I mean, if I can't find evidence in the place, then I'm like, well, I've, I've many buildings in town I've investigated, can't do anything with it. Uh, the hotel, when I first started to investigate it, there was activity here, but it was almost like there had not been people in this place in so long. It was just like very low and then eventually it started to kind of come up and uh, it eventually got to the point where I was like oh this is unusual because it was really active. Um, this is the room where we found the tablet that's mentioned in some of the yeah, articles. Yeah, the summoning thing. Yes. Um, now there's some misconceptions about that. We found it in the hotel. I had several people look at it. Paranormal experts. Um, linguistic people I sent pictures to colleges and from what I can gather it was somebody's poor attempt to conjure something okay no clue what it was okay um it no longer is in the hotel right so <coughs> I've been having this congestion thing and this hotel does me no favors well, no probably not <coughs> so it was somebody's poor attempt to conjure something um it's no longer here. Uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk have it because um, I didn't want anybody to dabble in something. Because I knew in 2016 it was pretty much, I wasn't, I never thought I'd be back in the building uh, because of the haunted house. And I knew they were going to do that. They were building that. They were going to work with it, mm -hmm. um, which is great. It keeps the building going. I mean, I've investigated the place at that point probably over 300 hours. So, I mean, whatever. Um, once they started doing the haunted house, they started to have things occur. And that's kind of how I would have to come down every year almost to do like a, hey, they're just ghosts type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we were in this room when I talked to you. Um, now this is a very beautiful story. Yeah. We're going to get into the love story now. Okay, okay. let's get into okay, it. Okay, so um, it was what, about 2019, I guess? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. But she was an actress in the haunted house. So she was back there in the room outside the suicide mattress room at like a bar scene, if I remember that right. And you'd had quite a bit happen. So if you want to talk about I mean... Me and another lady, and there was three ladies in there, and she, whatever it was, well, of course, in that box on the table is the corporate of this whole 
thing of what happened, um, which was the clown. Um, it would move. We would feel people like touch us, touch our ankles. I mean, playing with my hair to the point where I got so lightheaded I had to step out of the room because the room got heavy. Um, but me and another lady, we've experienced a lot in that room and a lot with the clown in the box. I'll show you the clown. I was going to say, I don't know about the clown in the box. Yeah, there's a... So you had to come calm her down. Well, yeah. Well, Troy was the guy that ran the haunted house, and I knew him because he was the sheriff at one time. Oh, wow. Um, He, now our mayor. So, I mean, he's he's been involved with a ton of buildings that I've had to research over the years. So it was almost like, hey, can you come down and talk? these folks because we don't want them to quit because yeah. we need help. I mean, you yeah. know, it's a voluntary thing. So I came down and I literally, I was sitting here, she was sitting there and we were talking about it and then you all showed me everything. So, um, we got to stay in touch after that as friends and uh, I would check in every now and then and be like, hey, what is it? And I would be doing the ghost walk and she'd walk by dressed like she was dead or whatever you know she was so i was like hey so she'd just kind of go back and forth and then uh it's kind of strange how it happened but we uh, you know the decided rest is history. to yeah we decided to watch horror movies one october and started dating, um, got, married, started dating got married and had a baby and uh i always say that that's the best thing that come out of this hotel yeah yeah so absolutely. uh it's kind of strange, though, that I'm now back here, and we're now back here. Why are you? Why are you back here? That's an interesting story, <laughs> because it's almost like the hotel called me back. Okay. Um, I had an event. I do public ghost hunts, try to every year for the ghost walk people. I had one planned November 12th for another house up here, and it fell through to the scheduling. So I called Jackson, and I was like, would you be interested if I did this here? Um, you know, I'm looking for a place. And he was like, yeah, that would be great. And he was like, come down, let's just talk it over. So we went down, we met, and he was like, how would you feel about uh, doing things up there again and kind of overseeing the paranormal aspect and running the place? He said, I just don't have time. I was like, yeah, that'd be wonderful. I mean, I'd do it. So uh, I was back, and I never planned to be back. Now, the weird part about that is I had been booked at a little restaurant in Winchester before that to speak about the hotel because they knew that I'd been associated with Mm -hmm. it. And it's kind of strange that that was booked and then somehow I became back with the hotel. Yeah. Um, So the haunted house, they retired because of COVID. They really got into other things, you know, and and they didn't have time for it anymore. So um, we didn't want the place to just fall apart and not be anything anymore. So that's why that he wants to keep doing it. Now, I had the folks from the haunted house tell me, um, we left you something on a chair up there. And when I got up here, um, this little fella was sitting there looking at me. Now, this is the clown statue that absolutely terrorized her. Yeah, I, I don't like that. Um, when they were here. Now, I will tell you what I've been able to gather from it is it was a child's piggy bank at one time. Uh-huh. Uh, you can see that. 
he has had a very rough life. His head at one time had been broken off, and you can see where somebody had super glued it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's missing his balloons. Uh, he would have had some little balloons there. I think that would be even creepier. Yeah, and um, I asked Troy, I was like, well, where'd y'all get the little fella at? And he said, uh, he said, well, it's kind of a weird story because we went to this auction. I bought an entire trunk of clown figurines. Oh, no, thank you. Because one of their these themes of the haunted house was, yeah, they're was super, clowns. They're super right. creepy. Yeah, clowns. So there's no telling what's attached to him. Oh, so he's not from here. No, but, but now he, goes, he belongs. Yeah, he goes really well with the place. He is here now. Yeah. Um, he was very active on your glow stick tour, too. Yes. And the, everything that I've done with him so far, I usually put a K2 EMF meter with him. You usually got an EVP with Yeah, him. and he'll peg it out every time, like all the way to red. Wow. Does he move? I've not had him move yet, but, but he, he will. Uh, he, they did see him. Okay. Like, move. okay. He would, like the lights would go out and he'd be in a different direction. So, no, um, no, no, no. There's something attached to the little guy, yeah. and I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, he's hand-painted. You can kind of see that. Aww. So somebody really put a lot of care into this. Yeah. Um, is that the box he came in? No, this okay. is his home now. Okay. I, I needed something for him to be in to be safe, okay. and that's kind of what I put him in because of the, uh, the padding and things. And then I bound him inside of there with, uh, there's a St. Benedict medal back there, a cross, and I just kind of let him live in there. Um, I will tell you that when you bring him out, he does not behave very well. Um, we've had, I mean, uh, EVPs the one night with the group. Uh, but with you saying it could be a child, you yeah. recording oh. her kids laughing. Yes, oh, I did. Wow. A, I filmed an episode for my YouTube channel, which is monsterbaittv.com, and it's usually like cryptid stuff. But I did the Halloween special here, and I've never ever heard any type of children in here or anything. And on that video, you can hear a child speaking out in the hallway there, mm-hmm. uh, right, right over there. In, outside the stairs and I'd heard little footsteps too um, so it has to be a kid or with him more kids, uh, now I don't know that it's a child uh, there are uh, yeah uh, demons sometimes will portray themselves as children, as children and yeah. there are theories oh. that there are no child spirits really? and that yes there's a lot of uh, like John Zaffis, uh, other demonologists, they'll say that there are no child spirits, that that's a demon that is trying to let you let it, your guard down by oh. thinking that it's a child. The Sally House is a perfect example of that. That Sally House, the whole folklore of it is they saw a child, well, the owner was getting scratched and all this other stuff. The weird part about hearing those child's voices, the video file on my camera when I was filming, is four six six six. Ooh. So I'm like, that's not very a strange coincidence. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if he's going to be pleasant or not. I'm not sure what his issues are. So that's why we keep him in the box. For <laughs> yeah, safety. you just keep him um, in that box. Yeah, we keep him in there to be safe <laughs> because I don't know why that something is attached to it. How long has has he been here? <coughs> well. Years. Years. Uh, he was here even after they closed the haunted house. So yeah. 
they still got their stuff here because they just decided this year not to do it. So he was here from what, probably 2018 on? Okay, he's, he's been, been here, here for a while. while. Uh, so he's embedded into the place now yeah. and that's i'm glad they left him here i don't think they wanted him he was actually in my apartment when they were rebuilding oh no yeah he was in my <laughs> and i had a lot of activity in my apartment too and he'd come listening well, and be here. Story. <sighs> well but he was sitting there in that little window space when going in and they would joke with me about the clown then he ended up over here do you live in an old building too we i did before before you got mm-hmm. married yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, you know, it's strange that I got the clown, I got the girl, I got the hotel. So, uh, you know, I guess that's a big, beautiful ending to a story. It is. Thanks again to Jeff and his wife, Regan, for taking time out of their Saturday to give me a tour of the hotel. If you want to connect with Jeff, subscribe to Monster Bait TV on YouTube. The Anderson Hotel is now open to the public for paranormal investigations. You can do an overnight. They can guide you, or you can do it on your own. For more information, go to www.oldandersonhotel.com. I'm starting to put together a merch store on my website that I'll try to update seasonally at least. It's at www.kyhistoryhaunts.com under the merch tab. And I'm going to do a giveaway soon, so stay tuned for that on social media. Follow me on Instagram at kyhistoryhaunts. Search Kentucky History and Haunts on Facebook. And be sure to join the Facebook group, Kentucky History and Haunts and more. And if you haven't already, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. That's the easiest free way to support me and the show. Thanks for listening. Until next time.